Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Unadulterated, where the truth is never underrated. We got a special guest and mentor in the building, his name is Robert Hernandez. I'm going to allow my father, Christopher Choi Selena, to quickly introduce him. And then we're going to get into this quick topic that we're going to cover today on humility. Christopher, what do you got to say about our dear longtime friend Robert here, who's been a great inspiration, not only to me, but also a great friend of yours. Well, son, Josiah, we are so privileged to be connected with Robert for the past 20 years and plus. Robert has been a friend that we can count on all the time. I'm looking at Robert and I'm thinking about an incident with a Jack Russell that we had on the farm in South Africa. When I had left the Jack Russell for like 14 months on the farm, and then we went back to South Africa, this Jack Russell always would bring a tennis ball for us to play, and I would throw the ball in the bushes, a green tennis ball in the green felt, the green bush, to make it difficult to camouflage. And no matter how I throw that green tennis ball in the green bushes, he would sniff that out and bring that ball back to me. So looking at Robert today, it's almost like we are picking up where we left off the last time, just like that Jack Russell. Didn't see me for 14 months, but when I showed up on the farm in South Africa across the river, he brought a ball. Obviously, it was not the same tennis ball, but he wanted us to pick up where we left off the last time. So that's how I feel about having Robert with us today. Okay, first of all, it's a pleasure and a privilege to see you guys again, and you're 100% right. We are uh, uh, we are uh, picking up where we left off, 100%. And dogs are a great example. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, I believe it's chapter 9, verse 4 of Ecclesiastes. It says, it says it's better to be a living dog than a dead lion. Because <laughs> a lion, we already know that a lion is a leader. Yeah. And a dog is a follower, and a dog is a man's best friend. Yes. But the dog is alive, and as long as you are alive, no matter where you are in life, there is hope. That's right. Because as long as you are alive, God will always have be obligated to make his purpose known to you. Absolutely. And that's very key. You know, you might not be the leader of your life right now, because sometimes we do miss it. Sometimes we lose sight of where we're supposed to be going, mm -hmm. and that's just human nature. But it's okay to be alive, yes. even if we're following. And sometimes we have to follow other groups, other communities, other people, other leaders, in order for us to find our way. Instead of thinking we could do this on our own, isolated. Mm -hmm. And there's another verse in chapter 18, verse 1 of Proverbs that says, He that isolates himself seeks his own way, and he rages against sound counsel. Yeah. A person that's isolated, a person that thinks that he could find his way alone, without a community, without brotherhood, is in trouble. Mm -hmm. Because and a reflection of his troublesome attitude is when he is corrected or when wisdom is being uh, presented to him, he rages against it. He it says, Robert, 18.1, right. yes. 18 through, through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. Yep, and he intermeddled it. That means that he, he tries to find a reason in all the wisdom that's presented to him. Now, this is the right way, but he goes, no, but I don't believe that's the way it should be. I believe it should be this way. That's pride. That's the opposite of humility. He rages against sound counsel. Yeah. Uh, one, one way that you know that a person is really humble is that when he's presented with the truth, even correction, he shuts up and accepts it, even if it hurts him. Yeah. Because why? Because his ultimate goal is to make sure that he finds not just a good path, but the right path for his life. That's right. And that's very important. And, 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 and the only way you can find that is through wisdom. Because what is wisdom? 
Wisdom is the application of something we understood. That's wisdom. That's the best definition for wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom is the application of information that we understood. Not just information. I think it was Francis uh, Ken that said, or Francis, I forgot his last name. I'll get it. Well, it was Francis something that said wisdom is power. I mean, knowledge is power. Well, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is just information. Mm-hmm. When knowledge is understood and applied, then it is power. That's right. That's why Solomon said, the principal thing in life is wisdom. With all you're getting, get it. Mm-hmm. And with all you're getting, get understanding. Yes. So it's not just the knowledge part. It's understanding the information, and then wisdom is the application of the information. And that's what helps a person out. And the only way a person could be helped out is by getting information that's been tested and approved by somebody who has paved the way. And mm-hmm. that is hard for a person to do when he thinks he's a lion yes. and doesn't need advice or counsel from anybody. Yes. Anyway, I don't know why I got off on that rabbit trail. <laughs> what you said earlier about followers, um, how much um, humility you think must be applied? Uh, or what do you think a person has to say to themselves in order to admit that I don't know everything, I need some instruction, I need some accountability in my life? What advice would you give to those people who say to themselves, um, I can do it on my own. I'm on a rogue mission here. Um, you know, I can handle myself because they can't see what I see for myself. What What would you say to that? Well, it's very important because then again, you know, I, I, I hate to always quote scripture, but right now I'm just being reminded about, about what Paul said. He said, he that thinks he stands, take heed lest he falls. So it's very important that, you know, he that, that thinks he knows to do what's right you know, he, he has to examine himself consistently because sometimes we just don't know what's right. We, we think we do, and, and that's pride. So it's very important for us, and the way to realize this is to, 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 to first of all, realize that we are in a plateau because sometimes a life be, our life becomes a routine, and, and it becomes, you know, if, when you go to the gym. So I just recently got tired of going to the gym and just doing a chest workout, back workout, shoulder workout, leg workout. It's the same thing I've been doing for two years, and I haven't seen many results. I've just been, I reached a plateau. So when you reach a plateau in life, it's where you have to go beyond your borders and go beyond your 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 what what your your comfort zone and what you're accustomed to, and find out if there's a trainer somewhere around who can teach you something different, and that's humility. Yes. Humility is basically okay. I've been doing this for two years. It worked to some degree, but I reached the plateau. And humility usually starts by you realizing, okay, I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. And that's hard for us human beings, especially when you're 30 years old and older, because you think you're on, you know, you, you don't need advice from anybody else. You think you got it all figured out. Right. But to just really stop, look and listen and take time to just smell the, the rose and, 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 and inventory of your own life and find out if you're really where you wanted to be or where you envisioned yourself being and really be sincere and truthful with yourself and saying, you know, I'm really not there. And that's where you look beyond and say, OK, who can teach me? And sometimes the person that could teach you could be younger than you somebody more enthusiastic than you and that's humility when you're willing to learn from somebody younger not not so long ago in real estate i've been really blessed because for the last three years i've been doing really good selling investment properties i was like the top salesperson in the company i worked for but uh, i reached a point where i said you know there's a younger generation coming in let me sit in in the meetings and find out what they're doing differently and let me see what what these guys could teach me and guess what to my surprise these little young rascals are 10 years younger 15 years younger than i am i'm so i'm 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 amazed by what i'm learning from them and i even take Take them out to the job with me. I said, listen, I want you to be involved in this transaction. I'm going to pay you for this transaction. I want to see how you handle this. And when I look at them and just sit back and sit back and listen to them, I'm like, wow, thank you very much. And I give them the credit. I tell them, you know, you really know your stuff. I'm really proud of you. Thank you very much for what you taught me. 
I couldn't help but think about uh, the great Jewish theologian or great Jewish teacher, if you want to call him a teacher. When you look at him, I'm reading here where it said that he took up a towel, right, which is very interesting. He girded himself and he washed his disciples' feet. So I was really moved by when you brought up the thought about these younger guys uh, because that spoke to me. Because Jesus, what he did at that point, this great Jewish teacher, he actually laid all the titles and personality and, and, and you know, we're so caught up in titles. But he laid all that aside to wash his disciples' feet. And what is so striking about this is because in the ancient Roman culture, we observe how the washing of the feet was the duty of a servant. It was something that was really menial, and he didn't feel that his position was threatened by taking this towel, this basin, and washing his disciples' feet. He was never threatened by that. And I think it, it is important that if we know a, an aspect of humility, that humility cannot be dethroned. You cannot bring it down because if you humble yourself, God has a way to lift you up. So there is no dethroning in this characteristic of the kingdom humility. You could never dethrone it. As a final question to wrap things up, would you agree that in the same way that it takes God's favor to get you to a certain uh, position and then God's grace to keep you there, would you also say that it takes valuing yourself as a leader to become a leader, but then it takes valuing yourself as a student to keep you a leader. One of the greatest, there's two places in the Bible that are extremely amazing about becoming yourself. At chapter 11, verse 28 of the book of Matthew, he says, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. He's talking to people who toil. And people usually toil to become somebody that they're not. Validation. Validation. And then he says, and come learn of me. He says, I am humble and I am meek, and you will find rest for your souls. In other words, he's bringing them back from this pretense and bringing them back to themselves. He goes, and the, the way you could find the, the way you could you could you could uh, acquire this is by learning of me. I am humble. The word humble is the where we get the it comes from the Greek word humus, and it's actually where we get the word human. And human is a combination of two words: is humus and man. So humus means dirt, and man is spirit. So when he says humble, he's telling us, come back to dirt, come back to the ground. And that ultimately is where we need to come back to because we're so high caught up. The society has painted such a pretense and false picture of what we're supposed to be that we're all caught up in, in toiling and we're heavy laden as a result because we're, 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 we're striving to be somebody that we're not. And even look at the television, and we have an identity crisis. That's the biggest, the biggest fault that we have. We don't know who we are. So Christ is teaching us, be yourself. Come back. Um, look, at, look at the way I do this. If you do this, it's going to be, you, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You're not going to have to toil no more. You should find rest for your souls. Ultimately, what Christ wants to do is introduce us to ourselves. One of my favorite definitions of humility from the dictionary is a form of temperance that is neither having pride or haughtiness nor indulging in self-depreciation, meaning that you value yourself enough to be constantly on a rise into greatness, 
but also you know that you're not in a self-depreciation, meaning that you know that you can't learn or know it all by yourself. Therefore, you are humble enough to constantly be a student, knowing that you need the people around you and you need God's guidance to stay great. So uh, final thoughts from Robert, and then uh, peace and blessings to y'all. And uh, this has been Unadulterated, where the truth is never underrated. Robert? That's amazing. And you know, the greatest philosophy of humility and leadership is in the words of Jesus Christ himself in chapter 20, verse 26 of the book of Matthew. You know, the philosophy of the Greeks for greatness was uh, that only a few elite are the ones that are in command. And it's uh, a grace that is endowed by maybe the cosmics or, or the heavens to certain individuals to lead but jesus brought he destroyed that philosophy by bringing a philosophy that's true he said whoever wants to be great right. let them be the servant of all mm. and whoever wants to be a leader let him be a slave mm. and this is true leadership you know jesus was the leader of all leaders he was yeah. the greatest leader in the world he was god in the flesh mm-hmm. and he, that's right he took a, a towel he he, he he, he washed his disciples' feet. He served. He came he, not to be served, but he came to serve. To, he came to serve, not to be served, but to serve. And he says, we don't look for positions of leadership. We don't try to urge up authority over other people or dominate others. The way we become a leader and our true self, because truly, to be humble is to take up your leadership role that you were born to take on, to be a leader in your area of gifting. And he says, the way to do this, if you want to be great, let him be a servant because your leadership role requires serving other people. Somebody said, your leadership role is not shown by how many people follow you, but by how many people you serve. And then he said, whoever wants to be a leader must be a slave. And what does that mean? That means that when you find your area of gifting, you become a slave to it. You stay up to three o'clock in the morning refining that gift so that you could serve it even better than you did yesterday. Correct. It's becoming yourself for the benefit of others. That's right. That's true leadership and that's true humility. Because humility and leadership go hand in hand. Because you're not intimidated and you're not threatened. You are you, a leader who serves in his area of gifting, not trying to serve in somebody else's area of gifting. Yes. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, serve these three things serve your gift, serve people, and most importantly, serve God. This has been Josiah and Christopher Troy Selena alongside Robert Hernandez. Till next time. Mm